Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is the sixth Sunday in Easter. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Grant, Almighty God, that we may celebrate with heartfelt devotion these days of joy, which we keep in honour of the risen Lord, and that what we relive in remembrance we may always hold to in what we do. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. As Peter reached the house of Cornelius, went out to meet him, knelt at his feet and prostrated himself. But Peter helped him up. Stand up, he said. I am only a man after all. Then Peter addressed them. The truth I have now come to realize, he said, is that God does not have favorites, but that anybody of any nationality who fears God and does what is right is acceptable to him. While Peter was still speaking, the Holy Spirit came down on all the listeners. Jewish believers who had accompanied Peter were all astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit should be poured out on the pagans too. Since they could hear them speaking strange languages and proclaiming the greatness of God, Peter himself then said, Could anyone refuse the water of baptism to these people? now that they have received the Holy Spirit just as much as we have? He then gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Afterwards, they begged him to stay on for some days. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. Sing a new song to the Lord. For he has worked wonders. His right hand and his holy arm have brought salvation. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. The Lord has made known his salvation, has shown his justice to the nations. He has remembered his truth and love for the house of Israel. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout to the Lord, all the earth, ring out your joy. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. A reading from the first letter of St. John. My dear people, let us love one another, since love comes from God, and everyone who loves is begotten by God and knows God. Anyone who fails to love can never have known God, because God is love. God's love for us was revealed when God sent into the world his only Son, so that we could have life through him. This is the love I mean, not our love for God, but God's love for us, when he sent his Son to be the sacrifice that takes our sins away. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. All who love me will keep my words, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, 
As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my own joy may be in you and your joy be complete. This is my commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. A man can have no greater love than to lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I shall not call you servants any more because a servant does not know his master's business. I call you friends because I have made known to you everything I have learnt from my father. You did not choose me. No, I chose you. And I commissioned you to go and to bear fruit, fruit that will last. And then the father will give you anything you ask him in my name. What I command you is to love one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So in the Gospel today, Jesus tells us something um, very comforting, but perhaps also a little bit surprising. He says, I do not call you servants anymore. I call you friends. That idea of friendship is, is really at the heart of this Gospel in order to shine a little light on this idea of um, friendship and of Jesus drawing us into his friendship, um, I'd like to draw from uh, the Greek philosopher Aristotle. And um, even though he lived about 350 years before Christ, um, he showed some wonderful insights into the notion of human friendship uh, that I think can help us to understand uh, a little bit more deeply what Jesus is speaking of here. He boils it down and uh, he says that Basically, there are three kinds of friendship. There's a friendship that's based on utility, on usefulness. Uh, there's a friendship that's based on pleasure, on enjoying one another's company. Uh, but then there's a third kind, true friendship. When we dig down into it, I think we recognise these three categories as um, you know, being pretty spot on. You know, that first kind of friendship, the friendship of uh, utility, uh, of usefulness. Think of co-workers. You know, the reason why we're friends, and, you know, we're certainly friendly, uh, but the reason why we're friends is because of the mutual benefit that we are to one another. I buy the stuff you sell, you sell the stuff I buy, um, and our friendship persists as long as I'm buying and you're selling. But you know what, if the cause of that friendship, you know, the usefulness that we are to one another, if, if that goes away, eh, we're probably not going to see each other so much anymore. Now, a friendship based on pleasure. Well, we've got lots of those. The people whose company we really enjoy, where we've got mutual interests. We might be members of the same club or members of the same team. You know, there's something that we mutually enjoy. And we stand side by side and we enjoy it together. But if the source of that pleasure kind of dries up, like, you know, if I'm carrying an injury and I can't play on the team anymore, um, you know, I might not see my teammates quite so much. It's here that the cause of the friendship is external to the friends themselves, whether it's the usefulness that they are to one another or the pleasure that they derive from each other. The cause of the friendship is outside the friendship. But for true friends, the cause of the friendship 
is the other? Why am I friends with you? Well, because of you. Because I want to seek your good. I want to promote your welfare because I love you. And even if you're not so much used to me anymore, or even if I don't derive as much pleasure from your company because, I don't know, maybe you're sick, maybe you're asleep, (laughs) Um, you're still my friend because of you, not so much because of me. Now, in the gospel, Jesus describes this kind of friendship. It's selfless. It's the kind of friendship that looks towards the good of the other rather than the interests of the self. And so the highest expression of that kind of friendship is exactly that, to lay down your life for your friend, to seek their good even at the expense of mine. So, you know, the truest and highest form of friendship looks towards the needs of the other first. A true friend is always looking to get his or her hands dirty in order to help a friend. It's a friendship that's grounded on this greatest love, the interest and concern for the other. In the book of Ecclesiasticus, um, there are some beautiful proverbs on friendship. It says this, A faithful friend is a sure shelter. Whoever finds one has found a rare treasure. A faithful friend is something beyond price. There's no measuring his worth. A faithful friend is the elixir of life. And those who fear the Lord will find one. Whoever fears the Lord makes true friends. For as a man is... So is his friend. It's just a beautiful passage, isn't it? Uh, And it speaks of friends being kind of rare. Hard to find a a, a true friend. Uh, And that a true friend has got to be steeped in goodness. Because you come to admire them. And you can really only admire someone who's deeply good. Uh, And that friends, true friends, actually come to be like each other. Because of the mutual admiration they have for one another, of course they want to be like each other. The great love they have for one another is one that puts themselves at the service of the other. And this service that they express for one another, this love that they express for one another, isn't something that makes them less. In fact, it makes them more. A faithful friend is the elixir of life. Something far beyond price. There's a beautiful insight there. To give to a friend makes you richer. How unexpected. How wonderfully paradoxical. I think we can all acknowledge that true friends are indeed as precious and as rare as treasure. True friends are the ones who act in each other's favour who look in love towards the other, and friends are those who share a certain intimacy. True friends, they know each other. They share each other's secrets. They share each other's interior life. They know what's going on within each other. And knowing the interior of the other is something that increases the admiration. Aristotle's pretty clear on this point. You can't be a real friend unless you're really good. And someone can't be a good friend to you unless they're truly virtuous. Such friends, even in their need, are never a burden to each other. They remain a treasure and a delight.
And Jesus tells us this is the kind of friendship that he has towards his disciples because he indeed is the greatest of friends, manifesting his great love by laying down his life for those who need his sacrifice so dearly. He's the true friend who looked upon our needs and not to his own gain, giving everything of himself upon the cross. I shall not call you servants, says Jesus, because a servant does not know his master's business. I call you friends because I have made known to you everything I have learnt from my father. There's that intimacy. Jesus has shared his most intimate secret. He has revealed to us the very face of God. He has revealed to us his father. He's opened up his divine heart to us in true friendship, and he's drawn us into intimacy with him, an intimacy as close as, as Jesus described it last week, a vine to its branches. So it's here that we need to acknowledge something fundamental about Christianity. It's not an ideology. It's not principally a morality or a philosophy. It's a friendship. A Christian is one who has discovered the pearl of great price, the treasure buried in the field. A Christian is the one who's discovered friendship with Christ and the rest of our lives is living out that friendship. Pope Benedict XVI, he lamented once that many people perceive Christianity as something institutional rather than as the encounter with Christ, which explains why they don't see it as a source of joy. Christianity is the rejoicing in the friendship of Christ. And this friendship is mutual. Christ describes to us the kind of friend he is. He's the intimate friend who reveals his heart. He's the greatest of friends who lays down his life for his friends. And so in the light of this, what are we to be? How do we respond to this friendship? He says, you are my friends. If you do what I command you. (laughs) Now, at first, that sounds like a bit of a jarring statement. It sounds like a conditional form of friendship, a friendship that's, you know, predicated on subordination and obedience. I'll be your friend only if you do what I tell you. But I don't think that's at the heart of the statement. Christ has revealed his friendship for us. And he's given the greatest example of love in laying down his life. He's drawn us into his own intimacy and told us the secret of the love of the Father. But how are we to know our friendship for him? How are we to know whether we're good friends to him? What's the measure? You're my friends if you do what I command you. And what does he command us? Well, we hear that in the gospel too. Remain in my love. And love one another as I have loved you. Our friendship must be something living and active, not something merely intellectual and theoretical. Our lives become an expression of our friendship with Christ. Love one another, not out of obedience to the law, but out of love for our greatest friend. Our dedication is not to the commandment itself, but to our friend. A true friend seeks to get his hands dirty in favour of his beloved, and so do we as Christians. In favour of our living and active friendship with Christ, 
we go out and we love others like he has loved us. Not for mere obedience sake, but for the love of friendship. And so now we may ask ourselves, right? If a friend of mine is never willing to do anything for me, is he my friend? Perhaps not. Perhaps such a friend is only my friend when I'm useful to him or when I'm pleasing to him. Similarly, if I'm never willing to do anything for the Lord, to pray, to give alms, to forgive others, to love as he loves, then I may ask myself a rather challenging question. Am I actually a friend? Perhaps I'm only a friend when Jesus is useful to me. Or maybe only a friend when he's pleasing to me. And the Lord reminds us, you are my friend if you do what I command you. It's not the Lord whose friendship is conditional. You see, he's proven it to the depths of his love. He's the one who has laid down his life for us. It's our friendship that's conditional. So it may well be that we've grown lukewarm in our friendship with Christ. It may also be that we haven't really had a powerful and life-changing encounter with Christ, a, a personal meeting with him that has inspired this kind of friendship. Perhaps we haven't found the pearl of great price or appreciated the value of the treasure hidden in the field. Well, if that's the case, let's ask Jesus to reach out to us and grant us the gift of this great encounter. Because he assures us, you did not choose me. No, I chose you. So let's ask him for the experience of that deep and personal friendship. That we may enter into his love and remain there. So that his joy may be in us and our joy be complete. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.